Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Louis King from Everly Hill. Hey, Louis, appreciate your time and attending to our podcast. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. And um, before we start, um, I'm pretty curious. How did you start your career and ending up to where you're at right now? Yeah, definitely. So um, along an unwinding path for my career, um, I've always been very interested in math and science growing up. Uh, so when I went into college, I uh, studied engineering, got uh, some really good math foundations there, um, and ended up uh, at EY, a big consulting company, in my first um, my first job, where I was started in the strategy team there and moved into the uh, merger and acquisition uh, advisory team, um, just getting some general business experience. Uh, and then I moved into the tech industry from there, where I've been for over a decade now, uh, starting as a data analyst at a gaming company called Pixide. And uh, from there, I ended up starting my own business called Telligent Data. Um, and I worked on that for many years, and I've had a few uh, management roles and uh, bigger companies since then. Pretty good foundation in there. And you said you're pretty good with numbers or um, into numbers yes. as well. I, yeah. Because I also read that book, like A Mind for Numbers. It's like basically like a self-improvement book um, teaching you how helpful it is to learn math and science. So this can, um, this will help you across like uh, industries or across like learning since it, it's more into like details, uh, again, numbers. And um, you started your own business. So yes. one of the things that I, uh, one of the things that I'm curious about is what's like every business's struggle or have like their um, obstacles that they, they've been through with their business, but what's like the greatest uh, obstacle that you face in building your own business and how did you overcome that? Absolutely. So probably the biggest struggle um, for me, uh, my my co-founder and I are both more uh, technical introverts, I would say. Um, uh -huh. And the reality of starting a business is that it's at times, it, especially I was the founding CEO. Uh, so my job was uh, maybe like 5% data and numbers, like the things I uh, you know, I guess do the best and 90 plus percent uh, sales, fundraising, networking, uh, which is like a, a very external facing uh, role that really, really, really pushed me to become more comfortable speaking with people, pitching myself, explaining why uh, my product mattered and trying to convince companies to, you know, spend tens of thousands of dollars a year with us when we had maybe zero or one customer uh, at, at the very start. So definitely something that really pushed me to, to grow. 90, over 90% is like yes, sales and like building relationships. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally agree with that one. Um, just building relationship um, alone and like establishing connection will be like pretty helpful um, in, in growing a business. And you, you're talking about like um, data earlier. So yes. in today's world, you know, there are like constant changes, like almost every month or let's say every week. So how do you keep up with this um, latest trends and development? 
Yes, that is so accurate. Um, every company that I've worked with over the last 15 years, say, um, we've built a data pipeline or a data stack with various technologies around data processing, storage, data visualization. And every two years or so, uh, a new wave of technologies come in that almost completely deprecate the technologies that were leading a year or two ago. Uh, so it requires a constant, um, I guess, sharpening of your skills or paying attention to what's going on in the, the data ecosystem. Uh, there's a few ways you can do that. So uh, a lot of data technology is open source. Uh, and that is really beneficial because it's uh, a very low barrier to learning how the technology actually works. And generally, any company can implement it for free. Um, and so it's a great way to use the most cutting edge tools in a low stakes way. You don't have to sign up for a contract. Uh, and then there are other market leaders, uh, such as Looker for data visualization uh, or Databricks that has built a really strong uh, data processing ecosystem that are proprietary and can be quite expensive. Um, and you can generally learn about these things online and they generally offer, uh, especially Tableau and, and other companies offer free versions of their software for people, even as students to just start to learn about the software uh, and then implement it in business. Like if you go to a company with say 500 people or more, generally they will have the budget to purchase these softwares and then you can get hands-on experience uh, building with proprietary technology. I agree with that one. And can you speak, uh, can you can you share like any specific uh, tactics or, or tools that you've used in like growing your business? There's like a particular one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, one of the things, things that uh, I found most helpful was um, A, LinkedIn, uh, all of our best friends. That's how we got connected uh, and why I'm on this podcast. Uh, and it's a great way for searching, let's say you're, you're looking for mid-sized startups and you're looking for directors of engineering. Uh, you can basically search that and have a list of people to reach out to. And there are also uh, some tools out there like Apollo and LeadIQ that mm -hmm. you can give similar parameters and you can actually get the contact information, so name and email and all that. Um, of course, we've all gotten spam emails, uh, which can be quite frustrating. So my word of advice oh, is yeah. to use these tools very responsibly uh, and to make sure that you're targeting people who really might be interested and be able to use your product. Definitely agree. In, 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 in regards to marketing and also with the channels, so um, like there are a lot of channels for marketing out there, but you need to like see or try um, like numbers of them and see what really works for you. And then you double down in there. That's somehow like some sort of like related um, uh, concept with that. But uh, aside from that, can you um, like speak any metrics or KPI you use to, to measure a success of your business? Absolutely. So um, measuring KPIs is is usually my responsibility at the companies that I work for, uh, even if it's not my okay. own. So uh, I have a lot of experience working with KPIs from companies of two people to up to over a thousand. Um, and in general, it's, you know, if there was one set of KPIs that worked for every business, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, but I think it's being very, very clear and uh, assuming you're building KPIs for yourself, for your own business, or for bigger business, 
interviewing uh, all of the top leaders to make sure that you understand a consensus of what's important to the business and what the business goals are for the next year and beyond. Um, and you can kind of act as a consultant here and take all of the feedback from all of the executives and come up with a list of what might be, say, the, the five most meaningful uh, metrics to grow your business. And I'll give some quick examples. So if, mm -hmm. if like when I was starting Intelligent Data, there were just two of us um, and we're technical. If, if we have the, our choice, we might just code all day. Um, mm -hmm. But we knew that we needed to grow the business and get revenue in order to continue working on our product. So our KPIs were literally the number of outreaches per week and mm. the number of cold or warm sales calls per week. Um, and that was what mattered most to us in that critical early stage where we're trying to make sure that we can show some sort of traction to start a business. Now at a bigger company, it may be something, uh, especially at a web-based company, a little bit um, broader, especially once you've gained some traction. So some common ones might be around daily active users, uh, or average revenue per daily active user, which is uh, industry standard in the gaming industry. Um, and, and so you'll have kind of financial metrics, KPIs, you'll have uh, usage or engagement KPIs, see how people are using your product. And then finally, you'll typically want KPIs for your internal business. So say around mm -hmm. making sure that employee turnover is say under 15% annually per year, uh, or that employee satisfaction surveys are 80% or above. These are just examples that I'm coming mm -hmm. up with, but these can make sure that your underlying business and employees are healthy and um, really contributing uh, to make sure that there's business success in the long run. I agree. And I, I totally agree, especially with the with the sales and, and revenue part, right? tracking the, um, the, the people that you meet, the people that um, you have like sales meeting with, and actually, I I also got an advice um, from one of the um, top marketing agency, which is Richter, uh, the CEO of it, which is um, Robert Cornish. And he told me, like, it's very crucial to focus on, like, sales and revenue because um, you can pull out resources from there if you're doing good in that area. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And as an analyst, what do you think um, your industry would look like, like five to let's say like three to five years from now, especially with the with the AI, this chat GPT around? Yeah, I, you, you pretty much uh, <laughs> you're on the right track. Like I this recent development around uh, AI and chat GPT, it's to me, it's it's the early infancy days of this of this new development. It's like the the first email sent back and forth that say like mm -hmm. hello are you receiving this uh ai is going to take over so many aspects of the business world and the life and i and and i want to be clear that uh, we still need intelligent analysts and people in every function to be able mm -hmm. to direct these new tools so it's generally not about replacing it's about supplementing and so that we can have easier lives and we can do more rewarding complicated tasks, uh, like complicated analyses, um, instead of focusing on kind of the, the more boring stuff or the stuff that can be automated. <laughs> so for example, uh, right now, um, basically every data analyst knows SQL or structured query language. It's a way of accessing data in a database. Um, 
And we're already starting to see ways where instead of writing queries that look like code and can be complex, you can literally just ask uh, a data tool a question. Uh, for example, like how many users logged into my site or how is revenue trending month over month? And it will intelligently build a SQL query uh, and skip the loop of writing SQL mm -hmm. code. I still think uh, SQL is my most critical skill. I use it every day as an analyst. So I don't think it's going away, but we're going to mm -hmm. continue to have developments. Uh, that's just on the data query side, but we also have data visualization where instead of spending, say, hours refining uh, a perfect looking Tableau dashboard, we can mm -hmm. tell the AI, I want to uh, see these stats uh, visualized over time in a dashboard. And we'll, we will get to the point in five or 10 years where we might be able to build dashboards entirely just on prompts like that, maybe iterating with the AI to make it look perfect in say under an hour instead of spending a week building a dashboard. So, and this is really powerful for stakeholders as well. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a big important thing for uh, executives who are interested in data uh, is minimizing the time to insight. So basically making sure that when an executive needs to know something, uh, there's as little delay between asking the question, getting the answer as possible. And with these tools, some executives and other stakeholders can become their own analysts to a certain extent and answer the basic questions. Again, this is a benefit because it gives analysts the time to work on the more challenging and the more meaningful projects. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about ChatGBT, AI, and what it means for the data industry. Totally agree with that. And it's doing the job intelligently, as you said. That's yes. one of the like um, pretty uh, amazing feature about it. And um, aside from that, we have like a lot numbers of um, our listeners are in the software and technology industry. A lot of them are like in small to medium sized businesses. So what advice can you provide, Lewis, to these business owners who wanted to really have the business, but wanted to scale further their um, business through your uh, the perspective of your work? Absolutely. So it's pretty general question, that, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> but I, I immediately have have an answer, which is that data matters at every single stage of your business. It doesn't matter if you're a single one person startup or if you have hundreds of thousands of people. It always is critical to know what your business is doing and what the health of the business is. And almost always those things are determined by data. Uh, so just making sure that you have some way of tracking what's most important. We spoke earlier about KPIs. So defining those KPIs, especially if you're a small to medium business, like you said, keeping them very simple and straightforward and easily measurable. Um, what you don't want and what I've seen so many times is a list of 35 or more KPIs that all take manual calculations. So it may involve someone from HR going into the recruiting software, joining data with Salesforce, just to get one number. Uh, and it sounds comically complex, but that's the reality. So for small and medium business owners, just make sure to keep the, the KPIs very simple so that you can understand them and your company can and your investors and even your, your customers can understand these KPIs and making sure that you have the tooling in place to be able to capture that. And for small businesses, there are many tools like Google Analytics and Mixpanel that can be implemented for free or very cheap to track 
basic website statistics that will get you 90% of the way there. And then if you may have to track some manual uh, sales data, either in Salesforce or another uh, customer relationship management tool, uh, and then put those into Google Sheets. Um, but just keeping it very simple, very clear, uh, so that you can track your progress over time without getting too muddied in the details of complex KPIs. Amazing. And you actually provided us like a structure on doing it. So appreciate that a lot. And I also agree with you because uh, in, in dealing with business, there's like risk, but you can have like a strategic um, risk taking through leveraging this um, data or having like a data driven decision. So what you provided to us, Lewis, is pretty insightful and we can consider it as a liquid gold. Okay. And if anyone wants to connect with you, um, reach out to you, partner with you or work with you, what would be the best way to do that? Absolutely. So you can always email me at uh, lewis at intelligence-data.com, uh, T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, it's intelligent. Uh, and my LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash I-N slash L-E-W-I-S-K-I-N-G. So Lewis King, that's my name. Uh, and I've been working on a new website. So once that's available, if you go to my LinkedIn, you will be able to find it and reach out there as well. Okay, that's it. That's it. Uh, pretty amazing. Again, uh, for our listeners, we have another pour of liquid gold from Lewis in here. Amazing individual. It's our pleasure having you in our show, Lewis. And again, what you provided to us is super insightful and we can consider it as a liquid gold. Thank you so much for being in the show, Lewis. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And seriously, anyone listening to this, please reach out. I'm happy to just talk to you for free and do what I can to uh, make your business dreams come true. Amazing, amazing. And you hear the guy. Everyone, see you in the next episode. Cheers.